Hey guys, what is going on? Do you notice anything different about today's episode? <laughs> That's right. I am wearing a tie. Nope. <laughs> Mike is currently not with us. He is currently enjoying his matrimonial bliss with his beloved bride. So it is just me and Tony in Studio B. Studio B. I'm glad you call it Studio <laughs> B. I'm glad it caught on. So it's going to sound a little bit different because we had to gut all the equipment from Mike's and bring it over here uh, because Mike doesn't allow us unsupervised in his house. Well, I don't blame him after what I did that one time. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> smeared butter all over his hot toys. Doo-doo butter. And said you were just reenacting a fight scene. <laughs> so today is episode 187, yeah, and it don't stop. <laughs> Really glad I got to put that in there. <laughs> that was hilarious. Thank you. So uh, without further ado, I am Jeff. This is Tony. And Hi. we are going to shuffle on into the news. So first off, we had, well, actually, Mike had the pleasure of telling us about the Infinity Saga collection actually being released and its price point being $550. Cooey. I mean, like I get it. It's what, like 20 some odd movies. So 20 some odd movies at like 25 bucks a pop, roughly. We'll say on average, it'll be like a 15, $15 price tag for each movie. So what, I don't, I can't math. <laughs> is that a, on, is that all Blu-ray or is it's 4K? 4K? Yeah. Okay. I could see that. But that's a big so, old okay. chunk of change, I guess. So if it's 4K, we'll say 20 times, I think there's 22 movies. Okay. That's 440 bucks. Like if it was just the movie alone. Now with, with obviously this is a collector's edition. It's it's a limited run as well. I forget the, the number that it's limited to, but you get a bunch of exclusive art. Each one has their little decorative sleeves. Actually, this, these decorative sleeves are cool. A bunch of, apparently there's a bunch of bonus features, but. They've uh, promised that before and it's a mixed bag a lot of the time. The the spine, the, the splines or spines yeah. of the, the movie cases, which I'm assuming they're kind of like the. Um, phase one collection, the phase two collection, which is kind of like a, just like a, a cardboard envelope. Mm -hmm. And then the spines have a bunch of artwork on it, which is, I guess that's cool. But like, I, I don't see a hundred dollar markup, roughly a hundred dollar markup for all these movies, just for these couple little things. And yeah. I'm a collector. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the same boat. I could see, uh, I guess who they're really kind of trying to sell this to is maybe people who have some of the movies on Blu-ray only, or even on DVD for like Iron Man or some of the really early ones. Oh yeah. Cause I didn't even think about that. There are people that only have Iron Man on DVD. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's a, uh, cinemaphile like us <laughs> or an elitist as, <laughs> as some put it. <laughs> not our fault we want the best of everything all right I, yeah I agree. it's how it's meant to be experienced i wish i could find how i think it's a limited of five thousand copies i don't know i wonder how quickly it'll get eaten up i think it'll get eaten up pretty quick maybe i don't i don't know it, it's a it's a really iffy price point like it i just I, I don't feel like a lot of people will jump on it uh just because the price point is high that's like i mean it's half of a grand yeah that's uh it's a half of a clunker right there. You would, you would almost have to like sacrifice something in order to add this to your collection. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I guess I won't pay this bill this month. You drop it down that precipice and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think personally, I don't think I'll, I'll pick it up. It's just, it's not enough uh wow factor for me to pick it up. Yeah. I was hoping, I don't know, like some kind of cool sculpture would come with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like, um, the, the phase one collection came in the suitcase and you got a little, uh, Tesseract. Yeah. I think it was probably like maybe, well, actually I think the Tesseract is technically almost a one-to-one -one scale. Wow. Um, but the suitcase is smaller. Mm -hmm. uh, the phase two came in the orb from Guardians. Yeah. The house, the the power, the power stone. Mm -hmm. So like both of those things you have, 
your kind of uh, collection piece. This one, you don't get diddly shit. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing. It's yeah. actually really disappointing. It's, I didn't really think about it. I was like, you know what? They don't have any kind of cool sculpture or any yeah. kind of really different looking case. It's you just. Could've, you could even like gave us a, like a. I, I'm sure you. Yeah. No. Speaking of a collector point of view, like you, you could give us like a like a quarter scale like infinity gauntlet or yeah, something like hell, that. They don't, even, they don't the, even give you like a gauntlet keychain or anything. Yeah, like where like the base holds the movies. Yeah, just just some loot crate type crap, you know? <laughs> no, no, not loot crate. <laughs> I, was, I don't I don't understand people's obsession with loot crate because like you get it and it's yeah it's some cool stuff. But then it's like five things you're like I don't know what this is. Yeah, and it's usually like a pair of socks and a keychain. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a bunch of like grab like dollar store grab gets. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, then it's people the have subscriptions to Mystery stuff. bags. They love it. They even sell those at dollar stores. So yeah, I, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. This is coming from the guy that does the unboxings. <laughs> I think that's three out of three skeptics for this one. Cause I don't think Mike sounded very excited. for No, it I don't think, I don't think Michael pick it up unless like something persuades him. I am Mike's attorney and I can officially say that he is not interested in picking <laughs> this up. <laughs> I just pictured you like Lewis <laughs> Tully from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of uh, from uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> Dr. Gonzo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take that one. But I still think you would approach the bench and be like, oh, I don't think it's a big deal. Because <laughs> one time I turned into a dog and he helped me. Thank you. All right. What else do we got? The next up on the on the news list. Hell yeah. Zack Snyder <laughs> is back in the news again. He recently revealed his big plans for a Martian Manhunter movie. This was a uh, before my before, career was yeah, done? Yeah, okay. exactly. He recently <laughs> revealed it on some social media outlet called, what is it called? Something really weird. TikTok? It was not TikTok. I wish it was. <laughs> I can't find the name of the stupid Think. All right, never mind. Tumblr. It was not. Oh, if only it was a. Uh, He's a big Twitter guy. It wasn't Tumblr. It was some sort of weird one I never heard of. Oh, Vero. I have. I, I was Vero. preferred social media outlet Vero. If anyone knows what Vero is, please let us know, and we'll be happy to be sponsored by them. <laughs> Kapowskis on Vero. Here it comes. <laughs> But he recently revealed that he was, they had plans for three DCEU films, Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and Justice League. He confirmed today that Harry Lennox's character, actor Harry Lennox, who played General Swanwick, later Secretary of Defense, and uh, that was him in Man of Steel, right? Okay, maybe. The general, yeah. He was meant to be revealed later in Justice League to be Martian Manhunter. Are, th- are you talking about the guy that um, is from like Law and Order? I think so. I, CSU or whatever? Yeah, I think that's the guy. <laughs> One of them? Okay, so, okay. There were some storyboards revealed or he turned into the Martian Manhunter. Wasn't the Martian Manhunter, like, his human form? Wasn't he always black? I don't know. John Jones? I'm not sure. I only like I've only ever read any Martian Manhunter stuff and, like, tie-in stuff, so most of my knowledge of him comes from Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. I, yeah, okay. And both of those, his, his human form was uh, African-American or black mm-hmm. or you know, whatever the They very rarely showed him, so, as a human. Yeah, because it's boring when he's a human. <laughs> it doesn't matter when he's a human. <laughs> So yeah, that's pretty wild. I think he would have played an excellent Martian Manhunter. He has a beautiful voice. He does. I I, I would say that um, if Amazon were to grab him up to do a bunch of their Audible stuff, mm-hmm. I maybe would pay for monthly membership. Hell yeah. <laughs> so would you say with this reveal that fans missed a big opportunity or that they dodged a bullet? Um, I think I think a lot of controversy would have came if I'm right about the whole uh, Martian Manhunter's human form being African American and then mm-hmm. the Zack Snyder whitewashing it. Especially in the climate that we... Is this actor? Let me look up Harry. Harry... Harry and the Hendersons? Harry Sachs. <laughs> Harry Lennox. Harry Lennox. 
Oh, I might be thinking of something, somebody different. He's black. Okay, I'm thinking, I was thinking of the other guy. Yep, he's not from Law and Order, I don't think. But I think I know who you're talking about And he's now. six foot four, so it would have been. Okay, well, then I retract my previous <laughs> statement and say, yeah, like, we we may have missed an awesome opportunity. Yeah. Especially to have, like, Martian Manhunter. I guess it was this was supposed to be in Justice League, and they filmed most of the scenes involving uh, it, and then Joss Whedon came in, and they're like, okay, this is already a big convoluted mess. <sighs> Yeah, I don't think that would have saved. I think it would have hindered Justice League. I think so too. It was already there were already too many ingredients in the stew. As it right, was. it was already a very busy movie without much room for character development for the existing characters. Yes, although it was a cool idea, and if they had done him, put him in his own movie, it would have been. I would have really liked to see that with perhaps a different director. No offense. I'm a big. Uh, I'm a Zack Snyder fan when he's not doing comic book movies for the most part. <laughs> I loved the only one I really enjoyed was Watchmen. I also really. I take that back. I also liked Man of Steel. I did not like BVS at all, and Justice League was just. Yeah, it was all right. What what movies did he do that weren't i would say comic book based or comic book elemented movies well he did dawn the dawn of the dead remake oh yeah he did do that i forgot um, about that this one is comic book based but you know it's a graphic novel 300 he did 300 which i can't uh, really watch anymore it's just too much slow-mo he also that did is, that slow-mo sex scene is still super super <laughs> weird like i'm just kind of like what i agree why do we need the sea leonidas like ravaging his wife in slow-mo <laughs> You got me. And then there's also uh, Sucker Punch, which I don't think did very well in theaters, but it has a big cult following. I'm a big fan. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, well, I see. I, I consider um, Sucker Punch more of like a comic book element type movie. Yeah. It's not a comic book, but it feels like a comic book. Yeah, it's kind of it's uh, an anthology style movie. It reminded me a lot of like that heavy metal cartoon from the 1980s <laughs> where there's a central very story. Stylized. Yeah, very stylized using the story as a vehicle for the really cool special effects, right. which is what makes that's, that's Zack Snyder's bread and butter right there. The action moves the plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I don't know. I, I I don't think that it would have it, it would have been a good idea to have it. Even though I would love to have seen the Martian Manhunter in live action. Yeah. I, I mean, later down the line, we did get, or no, it wasn't later down the line. It, Martian Manhunter is on the CW show uh, Supergirl. Yep, that's right. So, like, I know that that looks pretty good, kind of. <laughs> like, it, it's still, like, obviously, it, the Martian Manhunter is CGI when he's fighting. Mm-hmm. And it's CGI budget of a TV show. Yeah. Which so, has improved quite a bit in the past 10 years. It but. has, but it's still it's still hindered in comparison to like a movie CGI budget, oh, especially something of like Warner Brothers capability. Absolutely. Like if it were another thing, it's not on the caliber of, say, uh, one of Marvel's Netflix shows. Where yeah. They have a really big budget or a show like <clears throat> Stranger Things, which has an astronomical budget. I am really curious. I'm going to have to look it up later about how much of a budget like season three had. Yeah. Because season three was like a buttload of CGI. Like mm-hmm. that, the main monster at the end of it was just all CGI. There was no practical at all. So Pretty have you well. seen it? No, I haven't. What? I know, right? I thought but- I was behind. I just, I just <laughs> finished watching Stranger Things like last week. I don't normally watch stuff by myself. It's uh, I normally just goof off on YouTube or read. <laughs> well, maybe you should watch Stranger Things season three. So then you know what I'm talking about when I say giant CGI monster. <laughs> I'll add it to the uh, to binge pile. <laughs> the queue. Yeah, the, the queue, yeah, the endless queue. It only gets bigger and ever smaller. <laughs> That's true. Uh, last but not least, uh, we had our uh, second trailer. Yes, for I- birds of shit. I mean, birds of prey. <laughs> The uh the what is it? What's the second? The, the and the emancipation of one uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, okay, something along those lines. Which basically you've seen it, right? Yeah. Okay. I watched it right just, when we uh when we watched uh, Joker. It was in the oh yeah, the it was on yeah. my reel too. Yep. Um, but it's essentially like just cementing in what we've been saying 
that it's a freaking Harley Quinn movie. Harley Quinn and her two amazing friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I did learn that she was at some point, um, part of the birds of prey. Okay. Yeah. I think she might've been like towards the beginning of the run of birds of prey or something. I don't know. All the birds of prey stuff I've, I've read. She had nothing to do with them. It was always, uh, I think the lineup is usually like Huntress, Black Canary, and uh, Catwoman or Huntress, Black Canary, and Batwoman was in one lineup. Huntress, Huntress, and Black Canary was pretty much the the staple mm-hmm. of, of the ones that I read. Never Harley Quinn, but I we've said this a hundred times that the use of Harley Quinn and all of DC's properties is getting a little bit uh, Joker esque. Yes, I could see that. And I personally am I'm kind of burnt out by Harley Quinn as well, just because of like she's been in every comic line. Oh, yeah. Uh, she had her like or has her solo run, which I read the beginning of and it was just god awful, like just <laughs> bubblegum and cheeky bullshit. Like I get it. Like Deadpool is the same thing, but I don't know what it is about Deadpool that I'm just like, OK, with the same jokes over and over again. And then like Harley Quinn comes in and kind of does the same thing. But I don't know. Like the, the solo line, line was not the Harley that I grew up with mm-hmm. and not the Harley that I enjoy reading. So I never became a weekly reader. I think I read like five issues. Okay. And it was just kind of like, uh, I'm over this <laughs> shit. This is stupid. And that's why I'm really, I'm really hesitant about picking up a uh, Harleen. Mm-hmm. That's that, uh, new book from DC. Yeah. I've seen panels from it. It, it looks, looks good. Yeah. It like does look the, good. the art looks nice. The, I've, the panels I've seen are pretty wacky. Let me just, <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this movie is definitely, I think, geared towards Harley Quinn, much like uh, Deadpool. She's a, a brand ambassador. She's someone that pretty much everyone knows. She's like just a peg or two below Batman for identifiable DC characters. Right. Like it's, uh, and she's only getting more and more <laughs> popular. She's one of the most popular Halloween costumes out there. You see tons of Harley Quinns, just like you see tons of Deadpools and Jokers. I'm sure we're going to be seeing plenty of Jokers this Halloween again. Oh, yeah. Fresh crop. Well, maybe. Yeah, this, I don't this, see many Deadpools though. Yeah, that's more of a con thing. That's than more a, of a con thing. That's true. Not so much a Halloween thing. That is true. Now that you mentioned, I've seen a couple, but not, mainly kids. Now that I think about it, are you kidding me? No, I see a bunch. I've seen a bunch of uh, kid Deadpool costumes. Like my 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 seven year old nephew, he wants to watch Deadpool so bad, and I go, Yeah, when you're 13, I'll let you watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I go, Maybe maybe not even then. That's it's very very questionable about letting you watch it then. I would say 14 is a good cutoff. You think 14 is a good one? Well, all the shit I watched when I was 14. I mean, I know. <laughs> It's so weird. To you don't like want think them to end up in the podcasting though. So. <laughs> it's a broadcast life for <laughs> us. Um, but anyways, back to the trailer. Uh, I will say that Margot Robbie seems to be kind of like a flushing out the personality of Harley Quinn a little bit better than what was done in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I she, felt like Suicide Squad was just like, uh, here's the reins, hold on for dear life, and you know, try to make it good. Yeah. And it worked. I mean, it made it money. I think they are basically just, this does feel like a Suicide Squad spinoff. It basically feels like a Harley Quinn movie. I see why they did it, because she's an established character. The mm-hmm. actress is established as that character on film. Right. Not a lot of people are as familiar with Birds of Prey. That's more of a uh, comic book as opposed to a comic book cinematic universe right. familiarity. Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same scenario as Suicide Squad. I would definitely say they are playing it safe through and through, being very cautious with this movie, mainly making it a portrayal of Harley Quinn's character. Another thing that I was upset about with this trailer is uh, I'm a fan of Ewan McGregor and everything. I, I, I yeah. like him. I think he's a fantabulous actor. <laughs> um, but he's not once seen wearing a mask of any variety. No, I would, you would, which is scary because you would think normally in trailers, they'll have them show, yeah. they'll show them in the mask. They'll give you the candy cut. Yeah. And then it'll, they'll, they'll wear the mask for all of 30 seconds to five minutes in the film. <laughs> right. But he does play 
kind of a well from the little bit we get to see it, it does look like he's playing kind of like a like a unbalanced um head of some sort of organization mm-hmm. I, I have very little familiarity with black mask i'm aware of who he is he's essentially a, he's just a loose cannon mob boss yeah that's there's not much to him <laughs> like he's he's not like a like a like just this overbearing character like the joker or even bane or mm-hmm. any of that matter he's just he's one of those fun characters that like still fits into like the cool realm of the of the Batman villains, but is also severely grounded to the point that like he's not even really a risk. All right. He's, so he's more kind of like a, a mid card. Yeah, he's more of like a nuisance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like oh Black Mass is fucking trading guns again. Well I guess I'll go break that up. And there's Joker's back in his cell, so I don't really got anything else. <laughs> oh to shit do. he escaped again. Never mind. Nightwing don't need to handle <laughs> oh, thank this one. God. All right, cool. <laughs> Let's go get the Joker. We'll handle Black Mask later. <laughs> but yeah, um, not having very much familiarity with Birds of Prey either. I've never really read any of the, uh, I haven't read any Birds of Prey comics actually. I've read a few where they were in it, but I would say that my views are, since I don't really have any beloved characters portrayal at stake, mm-hmm. I'm cautiously optimistic about the film. I think it'll be a silly, explosive chuckle fest. Right. I just, you know, quit beating around the bush and just call it what it is. Yeah. Harley Quinn and her amazing friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't see the, the point of using the comic title name Birds of Prey if it's just going to be all about Harley Quinn. Yeah, you wouldn't think they would need to because Birds of Prey, I, I guess that's to cement the hardcore comic fans, but it only seems to be alienating them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what Warner Brothers does best. Yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you're excited for this movie then? Um, I'll give it a watch. Yeah. I'm interested. I won't say I'm excited. I like Margot Robbie. I think she's talented, very attractive. I love the costumes and the set design in this movie. So, I mean, I like Suicide Squad, so I'll give this a watch. You did like Suicide I Squad? I did. I'm one, I'm, one, I'm one of the three. <laughs> Uh, okay, I, I I guess we'll probably end up reviewing it, so I'll probably end up watching it. There but you it's, go. it's just one of those things where I'm just kind of like, man, just you know, quit quit beating around the bush. Like it's just it's so annoying. <laughs> Shit or get off the pot. Yeah, just give us just give us the Harley Quinn movie me, that you're give me what I want. <laughs> that you're forcing us <laughs> to basically watch now. Yeah, it's weird. Like if you just they, called it Harley Quinn, I'd be like, okay, fine, I'll go see a Harley Quinn. Movie. Yeah, and you're like, oh, the Birds of Prey are in it. Cool. You yeah. Know? Uh, maybe it's some sort of weird open door where like. They call it Birds of Prey to introduce other characters. And then maybe have a Birds of Prey movie without Harley Quinn. Or just continue on with like a Black Canary movie that introduces like Ollie and the Green Arrow. Yeah, and all that'd that be stuff. cool. Like, I guess maybe some good will come out of it. Like, I think that's, well, I don't know. I, I think that Green Arrow might be one of those hard ones. Well, he's already such an established TV character. Yeah, yeah. So like, and there's such a cult following with Stephen Emile and all that. So it really is. He is the only uh, DC EU character to wrestle against Stardust. It's, <laughs> it's true. Um, he, who, who was his tag team partner during that SummerSlam? Oh, who was it? I can't remember. I never saw the match. I'm kind of sad. I can just go watch it though, because yeah, WWE totally. Network is only nine ninety nine a month <laughs> for that one for their standard tier or whatever. Yeah. All right. Let's let's uh. We're not going to do any cool segue. That's Mike's thing. (laughs) (laughs) But so we, uh, what, yesterday we went to go see Joker. We did. Not together, separate. He went with his boyfriend. We we figured if we saw it in two different theaters and then uh, there'd be less likelihood that both of them would get shot. Yeah. So like if one of us got shot, then like the other one could handle the review. (laughs) So we. Smart. I was like, all right, you go at this time and I'll go at this time at this theater. And then we were like, okay. I will admit, I wasn't actually nervous, but our seats were right up in the front, like right where the entranceway is. So like, and there's no seats in front of ours. So we would have been like sitting ducks. Were you dead center or were you off to one side? We were off to one side. So Good man. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we were right by an aisle away. I did insist on that. Did you have enough to where like you'd be able to duck out the aisle and then like if he didn't come to your side and came out the other side, you'd be able to jump the railing and get out? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. If he came from the opposite side, I would have been okay. And if he had come from that side, I would have used John Bruski, who I was sitting with as a human shield. <laughs> See, you should have just done what I did. I brought my batarang with me. <laughs> so if anybody came in, I just completely take a, take them out with one batarang. <laughs> when I went, there was an increased security uh, presence. Oh, the really? Theater. Yeah. Oh. They were standing around like, what the hell are you guys going to do? Like armed guards? No, just regular security standing around. My like, normal theater, um, they normally have one armed guard on yeah, the weekends. Yeah, I've seen him walking around yeah. with a rock and a clock. And I'm just like, well, yeah, that's I ain't wild. afraid no ghost. <laughs> it isn't Taylor, so it makes sense. <laughs> it's not what you're talking about. I would, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we went seeing Joker. Um, I seen it at four o'clock. You seen it at three o'clock. So mm-hmm. we weren't too far off from each other. Nope. And all right. So like initial thoughts, what did you think? Well, when I was watching, like I definitely s- could see Mike's assessment uh-huh. that this film was an already written film, a yeah. script that was already written. Oh yeah. Where they just slapped the Joker's name on it. Watching it. I was just like watching the trailer. I definitely got like taxi driver like vibes. Me too. And uh, it was a lot like a lot of Scorsese. Yeah, exactly. It was definitely, you know, a movie. It was very disturbing. It was funny, but you didn't know if you should be laughing out loud at certain parts. Yeah. (laughs) It was very sad, extremely sad, like depressingly sad. Uh huh. Like this guy, you know, they definitely painted a very vivid picture of this person's life. And it was miserable, horrible. You definitely felt for this character. And I could see where the controversy comes from with this movie for sure, especially parts that we'll talk about later in the film. Right. There, There will be spoilers, by the way. Right. I uh I can I agree pretty much with everything that you said. It was weird because it started out like I felt it started out super artsy. The shots were super artsy. They were. I love the cinematography. Do you know where it was filmed? No idea. I'm I, sure like the outside portions are. I would guess probably like Chicago, New that's York. That's what I was stuff. thinking. You I was know, thinking big city. Yeah, it, it gave me a big Chicago vibe. It's I mean Chicago pretty much sets the standard for a Batman movies. So. Yeah. Um, I will say that like it could have been an hour and a half uh, shorter. An hour and a half shorter? Yeah. You thought it could have been a half an hour long? That, like, okay, so I didn't, I didn't hate everything leading up, but at the same time, it was a more of like every, I felt like it was more of a, a, a gotcha, not yet. Yeah. Gotcha, not yet. So after about five of them, I'm like, all right, I'm sick of this. Like, just stop. Like, I would if Somebody I was him, I would have, yeah. <laughs> if I was him, I would have snapped like five, like, reasons ago. Yeah. So like it, I felt like it was a little bit like kind of long winded in the uh, I guess the beginning portions into the lead up of what you thought you were going to go see. I could see that. I mean, the movie we have our character Arthur Fleck. Fleck, yep, yes, yeah. Arthur Fleck. He's a uh, shaker boarder in a 1970s era Gotham City. I don't. Is it is it actually pinpointed as to being a year thing, or is it one no, of those like loose decade? So. Yeah, type I'm things. assuming it was late 70s. It felt yeah. Obviously, it felt late 70s. Um, late seventies, early eighties, maybe there's a garbage strike in Gotham city. Everyone's freaked out and angry. It stinks. <laughs> he's living with his, uh, disabled mother in this apartment. He's on welfare. He's taking pills and seeing a psychiatrist. Lots of pills. Lots and lots of pills. He's miserable. He's like on the spectrum or something. He's unable to really communicate with people normally. Yeah. He's a very socially awkward human being. Yeah. It was bad. Like it made me uncomfortable watching this person. <laughs> It's weird because like what he was socially awkward, all that stuff is not too far off from a lot of people. Yeah. That's the scary. I know that's it. They definitely, it was a scary film. I will say that his character, uh, not for myself, but I could see it could be relatable to like a lot more people above like the dangerous people. Yeah. You know, like the people that are like one step away, one bad day away (laughs) from uh, losing it. But like, this is even like to the point, like they made it so relatable that like, 
people making thirty thousand a year and below, mm-hmm. you can relate to him. Absolutely, and just it's struggling like, to oh, survive. Yeah. yeah, like holy shit! Like this is <laughs> this is maybe a little too real, but at the same time, I'm okay with it because like things like this matter. Like these movies, obviously, you know, I think me and you've talked a lot about this. So that mm-hmm. uh, art reflects life. Exactly. So th- something like this comes out where it's like it's a in, in, in the political climate we're in. It's super temperamental. It's super kind of like associated. Total class warfare going yeah. on. And it's so relatable that it's scary. And then you realize, holy shit, wait, no, we're going through yeah. something very similar like <laughs> yeah. this. And then it's, you know, the rule, the rule of thumb art uh, imitating life kicks in and you go, holy shit. Like, I think, I think a movie like this could open a lot of eyes to the actual issue. I hope so. Um, but on the other hand, I do have, I would say slightly above average IQ. <laughs> so <laughs> that might be hopeful, hopeful thinking on my part. I mean, uh, yeah, it definitely has its finger on a pulse of, uh, yeah. the undertones of what's going on in the situation, uh, current socioeconomical climate, if you will, uh-huh. if you will, if but you will, <laughs> I could easily see riots breaking out like in this movie during the election. I mm-hmm. was shocked when riots didn't break out at our last election. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was some uproar. Yeah. Nothing like, like that. Yeah. There was like a at the end. Yeah. But, but, uh, so this character, he's a shaker border clown. His life is just getting shit on worse and worse. He's crazy. Like he's borderline psychotic, schizophrenic. Like he's seeing both. things that aren't there. <laughs> yeah. His life is just horrific. He can't cope with anything. He laughs hysterically whenever he's nervous. It's some sort of uh, something to do with like a concussion or a brain injury. Yeah. They said it was. He has a the little card yeah, that he hands to the lady on the bus. Card. Yeah. And I. I wish I could have paused it because I only got halfway through the card. It said, I have a condition where I laugh uncontrollably. It has nothing to do with how I feel. It results from a neurological, it can result from a neurological or physical head injury. Please return this card. Okay. And she didn't return it. No, she didn't. <laughs> Why would you keep the card? <laughs> because she just didn't want to touch him. But yeah, he's like, he's just has no idea on social cues. Like he's entertaining children at random spots and doesn't realize why well, that's creepy or weird. Yeah. He can't, under, he's like taking notes of comedians and just like, you know, he's to get, he does not laughing when the, at the right cues <laughs> and he just doesn't understand. And things begin to get worse and worse for him. He ends up losing his job. The social funding for his medication gets cut. That was another very relatable yeah, issue. Time. <laughs> I was just like, the <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> His one cohort, he ends up getting beat up and having his sign shattered. Oh yeah, that's a that's the first like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and like, then his coworker gives him a fucking thirty eight <laughs> to protect him. He's like, I'm not supposed to have a gun. <laughs> like, oh boy, you know, yeah. just and yeah, basically for the rest of the movie, you're waiting for him to snap and turn into the Joker. Now, I'm not a big gun carrying guy. Um, is that normal to carry your gun in a paper bag rolled up with uh, ammo just rolling around with it? <laughs> no, in the. Uh, <laughs> It was, it's very stereotypical for movies in the 1970s and 80s, especially in New York. Like in New York, there was called, there were what were called Saturday night specials or cheaply made revolvers that cost less than a hundred bucks that you could get super easy. And that was what uh, all the- Non-serialized, I'm assuming? Um, I believe, I'm not sure when they started serializing. Uh, well, you can just file off the uh, yeah, that's, serial that's number. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. <laughs> Non-trackable. Yeah, exactly. They eventually made them illegal to produce because New York had such a problem with them. But yeah, that was what all the small time crooks would use. That's what the one crazy guy shot Reagan with was with a uh, really? Saturday night special revolver. Yeah. The guy who failed at his job. <laughs> yeah. And Jodie Foster never forgave him. <laughs> it's, it took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. laugh was so creepy. Oh God, too. it was. You could tell it was a neurological thing. Yeah. You know? just, yeah. Like, everyone was just staring and at him. And he's just like fighting to kind of try to control it. Yeah. It's sad. Very sad. I mean, like I felt for him. I didn't get the whole, you know, this guy's me. Well, I guess I could, could to an extent because 
I was extremely socially awkward growing up. I was a little homeschooled kid. I mean, I understood humor and whatnot. I wasn't to this guy's extent, but I could definitely see, you know, feeling like a misfit, a social outcast. Yeah. I didn't exactly have uh, the wealthiest upbringing either, so I could understand struggling to survive. And- mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I came from the same household where mom would work three jobs. Jeez. And still to this day, I, I don't know how you have enough time to work three jobs in one day. I couldn't. Like, I just, yeah. it just, it doesn't compute for me. I work midnights. That's already enough to kill me. Yeah, same here. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's super, it's super duper relatable. Um, But to go on another talking cue. So to kind of put you, oh, spoilers, by the way, <laughs> if you haven't caught on yet, um, to kind of go through this. So Arthur gets the handgun from um, one the, of the other clowns. Yeah, the overweight clown. Yeah, I can't that his name. Seems to be the ringleader yeah. of said clowns, <laughs> which then he, he starts carrying around. Um, then he runs into Domino. Yep. <laughs> and so there's, there's this whole thing where... I don't remember her name. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't they, know if they've said her name. I don't name. think they, the character had a name. No, I don't think so. I, I think it was just a apartment 3B lady. Yeah, exactly. So he, he runs into this lady in the elevator uh, when he's going home one night and she's there with her daughter and makes some sort of weird association because she makes the like gun to head blow my mm-hmm. head up thing. And that somehow sparks some sort of delusional love interest. Yeah, it was really. I Did you figure out that? I totally called yeah, it. Like, yeah. I was just like, when's the other foot going to drop? Because there was no setup, no expose. Especially when she just goes into the apartment and starts making out with her. Yeah. I was like, okay, that didn't really happen. Yeah, yeah. That's that's totally delusional. So it pulled a bit of a, uh, whatchamacallit, kind of a Fight Club-esque thing where he's imagining oh. a person who isn't there throughout right. a large portion of the movie. Right. He's She's sitting there cheering him in his nightclub when he tries to become a stand-up comedian. In and it fails horribly because he can't stop historically laughing. Uh huh. Which is it's really sad, honestly. Like yeah. that he he had this delusion of somebody there to support him, and it was like the only person supporting him. Mm-hmm. Like he even went home to his mother and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm about to do comedy in the big clubs." And I said, she goes, "Well, don't you have to be funny to do that?" <laughs> I'm just like. Mom, like she's, he's sitting there giving her a bath. I was like, he's gonna drown her. Yeah, like he's gonna yeah, drown her right yeah. here. He's gonna snap. He he fucking didn't. No, his mom was also totally batshit crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. There was oh, apparently man. this was she, good. She claimed that uh, well, she was writing letters to Thomas Wayne every day to send them money, and then Arthur read one of the letters, and it talked about him as their love child. Mm-hmm. And so he flips out, which I totally bought into. Yeah, like I was just like, whoa, like that's yeah. why she's crazy. Yeah. But then it's later revealed that she was delusional. She adopted Arthur and her boyfriend horrifically abused him, gave him a head injury. Or Tied like him to a, a radiator. A radiator. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, dude. There's how a, much a lot more? of crazy rev- yeah, yeah. Like how much more crazy can this guy go through before he, you know, you can easily see why he became the person he was. I mean, I guess. Okay. All right. So I said it should have been an hour and a half shorter. Right. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm really, I'm thinking about it, like we, we meet him and he's taking his prescription med- medication. Mm-hmm. Right. And he had been, they revealed that he was in a Arkham before, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That he was committed uh, beforehand. Uh, and he, I guess he's never personally kind of addressed the issue of, of why he was there. Yeah, he just said he fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And uh, through the movie, he stops taking his prescriptions, obviously, because uh, funding gets cut from those programs and he can't go see the psychiatrist that he's able to see. He can't get the meds that he needs. And uh, that's pretty much, I think that's where the th- things get trippy. Yeah. And uh, 
ends up losing his job as a board spinner <laughs> um, because of the incident that happens at the beginning, right? Where, where I think it was because he lost the sign. Well, there was oh, no, 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 it was no, because no. he dropped. Uh, he brought his handgun yeah. into a children's hospital yeah, while he was doing. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it I, fell out. Yeah. Whoops! No, <laughs> 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 just grabs it. Don't worry, kids. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Why did you bring a gun into a children's house? <laughs> he never explained it. Just, it was part of his bit. Yeah, that's what he said. Of, yeah, that's right. That was it was, part of his it was a prop gun. It was part of the bit. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets fired for that, which then that's when we enter him driving or riding the subway. Mm-hmm. And he, he interjects with three men of Wall Street. Yeah. Um, who are giving a lady a hard time. Seems like these three have had a couple of, uh, you know, they're knocking back grandpa's old cough medicine. <laughs> and, uh, Ends up being an altercation where they jump Arthur and start kicking him severely, which is the second time in this movie that this man is getting just beat the (laughs) shit out of his ribs. People kicking him. I'm like, dude, like cover your ribs. I feel like you just have like really bad luck if like in one week you you get Get your shit kicked out of him. Then again, he is kind of an easy target because it's true, true. So there's the hysterical laughing. Then they're just, what's with this guy? Let's beat the shit out of him. Right. Personally, if I was just someone hysterically laughing, I'd be like, oh, this guy's kind of weird. (laughs) I'm going to get out of here. Especially if he's dressed like a clown. (laughs) And then uh, he ends up taking the gun that his uh, BFF clown man (laughs) gave him. And shoots all three of the yep. Wall Street guys. One of them tried to run and he hunted him down. Oh my God, yeah. that was so, <laughs> it was so high tension. It was, because like you could see them, him trying to get out, you know, trying to get out while the Arthur stays in or stay in while Arthur goes out because uh-huh. the doors were, you know, opening and closing. I was like, oh. So that was the, the first kind of big whammy yeah, of his uh, snapping. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Like it's, it. it's an event type mm-hmm. thing. And you kind of see him uh, start to come out of the cocoon, if you will. Yeah. He yeah, starts he, doing, he runs off, locks himself into a filthy bathroom, starts doing like Tai Chi or something in the bathroom. I, <laughs> this I, is weird. Like I thought maybe dancing. it was, just, yeah, it was some sort of like meditation <laughs> dance or something like that. I don't know if it was Tai Chi, um, but yeah, he started like just in a random bathroom. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that one, that was a very awkward part. Like, I, I, I want to know if these parts were like meant to make me feel awkward mm-hmm. or if it was just like me personally. I think they were meant to because they made me feel extremely awkward too. Okay. So, yeah, so we start to see another side of Arthur at this point. Yep. He's he's starting to slowly come out of his uh, social cocoon mm-hmm. into what he will transform into, um, which that's when I, like, with that, that first transformation, that's when I got excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, there it is. Like, now, now we're going to get the ball rolling. And uh, it takes about five more times. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He has to completely run out of medication. Yeah. There's that blow up about his mom possibly. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a big uh, one. Yeah. Although they they made it to where it was possible that Thomas Wayne did have an affair with her and then covered it up and had her institutionalized. Right, it was very convincing. Yeah, it was very ambiguous as to which way it went. He ends up going outside the gates of Wayne Manor. (laughs) Like, I know it's a fictional character, but like, I would, I would like chalk that up to like going outside the gates of like the Kardashians or something, you know, (laughs) something along that, that line. And just being like, oh, this is completely normal. Yeah. Excuse <laughs> me, to see my dad. <laughs> hey, you're Bruce, right? <laughs> my favorite part during that exchange, he does like a little magic wand routine. Yeah. And then he's, they, he puts his hands on Bruce's face and then it shows from the angle of Bruce's face. He has his thumbs in his mouth oh. and he's making him smile. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. That, uh, it was just full of such awkward tension. Like, you know, what is he capable of? What is he going to do? Right. They yeah. definitely kept the suspense super, super high, high strung yeah. the entire film. That's That was the kind of the cool thing. But they would bring it back down. Yep. It was just constantly, yeah. It was an up and down, <laughs> up and down kind of thing. 
I think that's what exhausted me. I, I can see it. And that's what, like, it, that's the reason it, went, it wasn't holding my attention as well as, like, a normal comic book movie would have. Oh, absolutely. This movie has almost nothing in common with any comic book movie. Yeah, totally It's basically, negative. like, it's like you said, it's like a Scorsese film. I remember a person I read it on during the comments for uh, reactions to the film. They said it was like a combination of Taxi Driver and The Machinist. Oh. Ah. I was like, wow, that's really, that fits really well. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good analogy. Yeah, you got it. Is it an analogy? It's an analogy. Okay. So, all right. So Wall Street guys are dead. Uh, Gotham goes up in in arms about the three dead rich guys. Yep. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Um, Then, which then is a catalyst for Thomas Wayne to run as mayor, which I was just kind of like, okay, this is, this is odd. Like, I don't remember Thomas Wayne ever like wanting to run for mayor. And they made Thomas Wayne. Out to be such a fucking asshole. Yeah, they did. Which is, it's very refreshing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you don't really narr- know what Thomas Wayne's right. like. Right. The narrative is always, oh, they were great people for Gotham, mm, et cetera, were- et cetera. <laughs> but like the shit that Thomas Wayne was saying that basically the poor is a bunch of clowns yeah. because they don't make anything that, like, out of their life. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I like this. Like they're <laughs> yeah. making Thomas Wayne to be out like a one percenter, like a, just a complete piece of shit. Yep. Like, he's <laughs> like, well, if you didn't do the work, then uh, you don't deserve shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a very refreshing portrayal. I yes. definitely enjoyed this Thomas Wayne quite a bit. Oh, he's yes. a lot chunkier than most Thomas Waynes. Yes. He definitely was the personification of a fat cat for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, so later on down the road, we have Arthur trying to meet up with Thomas Wayne, who outside the gates of Wayne Manor, do you yep. think that was... Alfred? I'm assuming it was Alfred. He had a British accent. I was about to say. They didn't I, mention I, who it was. I just kind of generally assumed it was Alfred. So mm-hmm. he almost chokes out Alfred. <laughs> Through the bars Through of the Through the gate, bars. Because yeah. I don't remember what he said. And he's like, yeah, oh, he said, said that uh, your hearse, your penny son. He's yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. She's a crazy bitch. Yeah. Pretty much. She's all buck cherry. <laughs> <laughs> and then he laughs at him and that's what makes him snap. Yep. Yeah. And then he snaps and reaches through the gates and chokes him, which that was a cool part too. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh man. Like that could have been Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we flash forward to some sort of uh what would you call it? Like a like a charity event or something? Yeah. Where like a charity he, gala. Yeah. Yeah. And it's at a theater. So it's you're a, like, oh right, you're, you're thinking, you're like, oh, this is it. Um, but it's not. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's another fa- it's another bait and switch. Yeah. So yeah, he 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 sneaks in there and is able to meet up with Thomas Wayne in a in a bathroom. While Thomas Wayne's taking a leak. <laughs> and he does wash uh, his hands to his credit. It, he does, yep. Um, and he just stands there until Thomas knows notices him and there's this weird like interjection of basically like, Oh yes, you want you want you want an autograph? Yes, yeah. I'm Thomas Wayne. <laughs> yes. And he's he's like, Oh, but you're my daddy <laughs> And he's like, No, your mom's a fucking bad shit crazy bitch. <laughs> And he's like, no, why are you being so yeah, mean? And I was just, just like, oh my God, yeah, like, here it is, here yeah. it is. I was like, he's going to go full on transformation now. And he's like, kill Thomas Wayne. Wrong. Nope. He's Thomas, Wayne punch- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Wayne punches him the fuck out <laughs> and walks out and goes, adios. <laughs> Which, Which was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> Um, so then he's, I guess he kind of starts to buy in to like how everybody's saying like your mom's a crazy bitch mm-hmm. and he ends up taking a trip to the good old Arkham Asylum <laughs> and, uh, heads up and requests his mom's, uh, records, which he ends up stealing from the, uh, the, the, the administrative assistant. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I think you were, that was the proper term that he yes. called himself. <laughs> Um, because he was giving off plenty of red flags yeah, <laughs> and that boy was good at his job and he said, I'm not going to give you this. And he was like, but you are. <laughs> yeah. They had a tug of war and then, uh, he smashed his head into the grilling, which freaked out the orderly and he let go of the paper. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, uh, props to Joaquin Phoenix real quick for uh, headbutting so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say uh, running in those oversized clown oh, shoes know, at the man. beginning. And he was running f- what seemed fast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could even walk in those, let alone like run a mile. Hell in. yeah. Um, anyways, so ends up getting his mom's file, finds out that she is basically a exact copy of what he is. Yep. Uh, mental disorder wise and is everything that everybody's telling him is true. He was adopted. Um, that's when you find out that, uh, his boy, her boyfriend or whatever abused him and her and then tied him to a radiator and gave him severe head trauma, severe head trauma, really kind of, you know, kicked off the ball uh, at a young age. So then he snaps. Uh, I think that's when he heads home, finds out his mom had a stroke or something of that nature. She had a stroke. Yeah. Because two detectives went and uh, talked to her about the uh, shooting of those three Wayne Enterprise yuppies. Mm -hmm. They were Wayne Enterprise yuppies, by the way. That was one of the reasons why everyone was flipping out. Oh, were they Wayne Wayne Enterprise? they mentioned that they worked for Wayne Enterprises. All I heard was Wall Street. Yeah. (laughs) So she flipped out, had a stroke, and then they're questioning him about his prop gun or his prop gun, his actual gun. He's just a prop man. You know, they're like, yeah, you're old employee gave me your a car, some of your cards. Uh, that about the uh, uncontrollable laughter. Is that like a, a clown thing? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it really? Is it a clown thing? <laughs> and he's totally like copacetic, totally yeah, cool. Yeah, that was probably this. the most normal we've seen him in the entire film. Yeah, and it's then he turns around and walks right into the door. Just kind of killed the whole thing yeah. for me. I was, like, I was like, man, he's playing it really cool. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it, never it's mind. It's only. <laughs> oh... So, all right. So what's, what's, what was after that? Well, he, it he confronts fuzzy. his mother about it later. And then uh, that was at the point where... The flashback was weird. Yeah. When he's reading the file. It's his, I'm assuming it's him imagining it because he was standing yes, there. Yes, yeah. of course. But it was it was such Very a crazy strange. flashback. You don't know if it actually happened or not or if it happened like that. He went home after that and uh, he found a picture of him, his mother, when she was younger. And on the back it said, like, you were always so beautiful, TW or something like that. Is that what it said? Yeah, something like that. But why would there be, why would Thomas sign a picture of her? Or right. he write a message on a picture of himself and give it to her? I have no idea. Of course, we don't even know if he just imagined that. Yeah, it's, it's, right. You know. Or if, or if she did that. Yeah, or she could have done that. That's true. I could well. totally see like her doing that and like kind of planting things to you know feed the uh, psychosis. Mm-hmm. So he confronts her about her, just talks about how he's been you know never been happy his entire life, and uh, I can't remember what all else he said. But yeah, he has this whole monologue. Yeah, it was really uh, good right before he suffocates. Yeah, her. right after he smothers her to death <laughs> with a pillow. And it's it's one of those things where like okay now we're on the now we're on the end game here. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, backtrack a little bit. So we have Robert De Niro playing uh, Johnny Carson wannabe yeah. <laughs> and uh, ends up getting the the tape somehow of Arthur's performance, night, yeah. Yeah, nightclub <laughs> performance. Where he thinks he knocked it out of the park. He kind of imagines that he did. Yeah. Obviously, he goes into a safe space. Yeah. Fucking liberal. <laughs> <laughs> um, <You> snowflake. <laughs> so then he broadcasts it on national television and makes fun of him. And I guess, you know, the audience ate it up. And they end up inviting Arthur on to the show to essentially make fun of him more. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. And he is wise to their game. Uh, and that's where things get interesting. He smothers his mother. <laughs> does, does the old mother smother? <laughs> does the old mother smother? <laughs> and I don't I came here tonight. Um, then heads home to immediately dye his hair yep. and get ready for uh, the, uh, I don't know what the show is called. Um, I can't remember either. It's some sort of like prime. Uh, did time. we establish at this point that a social movement was brewing after those three guys? Oh, got I shot? don't think I don't think we even touched on that. Um, so after he kills the three Wayne Enterprise guys, there's a giant uprising of uh, 
the the, the lower classes. Yeah, class, yeah. They had to kill the rich. You know, yeah. everyone started wearing clown masks. Very similar to say Antifa or perhaps the. Um, I wouldn't even classify either way. Like yeah, it, this, it, it this was something of, completely different. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> you could I could see some similarities to say like you know the people wearing the V for Vendetta masks, things of that nature. Yeah. Although this was actual organized protest. anonymous. Yeah, you can compare them to Anonymous, although Anonymous just did all their shit on the internet. But yeah, but I thought the Guy Fox masks were Anonymous. Yes, like they're they're infamous for. Oh yeah, big time. We seen some of those at Mike's bachelor party. We did. <laughs> it it was, was hilarious. It was crazy. <laughs> and I was like, me. <laughs> <laughs> and you cried a little bit. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so he goes home, dyes his hair green, uh, paints his face and tongue. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the whole time I was doing that, I was like, I don't, yeah, I know that's, it looks so gross. I bet it tasted um, like my Lanta. <laughs> that's because it was my Lanta. <laughs> it looked uh, like it. Uh, and then there was a, a rat tat tat on his door. This was my favorite part. Oh yeah, it was great. So he, he ends up going to answer the door and uh, it's the guy who gave him the uh, bagged lunch gun and <laughs> uh, the little midget like manager guy that little person, little, like, all right. <laughs> Can't keep up with all these political correct things. Me either. Um, yeah, the midget, uh, they call him a midget throughout the movie. So yeah. But yeah, the preferred term is little person. I don't know if they call it the M word if you call them a midget, but I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have to get one on the show to find out. <laughs> so yeah. So they show up and the, the I, little person was another uh, shaker border clown. I'm assuming. Yeah. They well, he was kind of yeah. like the manager guy that ran everything or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly who he was. He came out with the playbook and said, all right, uh, you're going here and you're yeah. going there. I don't, yeah, they never showed him as a clown. I so. guess he'd be more of like a supervisor or, or lead mm-hmm. position. Lead it, clown. With, yeah, the clown lead, lead. Here comes the clown. <laughs> um, so they end up showing up at Arthur's apartment um, and start, you know, start asking questions like, oh, the cops came to talk to us, et cetera, et cetera. Just want to know, you know, which, what would you tell them so our stories are straight? And then Arthur turns and said, my story's this and stabs him in the eye with some scissors. <laughs> yeah. It and was, I was like, whoa. It was very graphic. It was very gruesome. He like stabbed him in the jugular, he stabbed him in the eye, and then he smashed his head against the uh, corner of oh, the those wall. Cold, cold, wet thuds. Yeah. And Sound whole, editing deserves an Oscar. Yes. <laughs> like, especially, yeah, especially like the gunshots were super loud. Yeah. Yeah. And and can, they, even, they even did the, the ringing yeah, afterwards. Yeah, the tinnitus ring. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, the tinnitus ring. I can't. I haven't called it that since I first learned about shooting. <laughs> I heard so. I think it was my buddy's dad told us about the tinnitus r- ring, and I was just like, "What the fuck's that?" He goes, "Shoot the gun," <laughs> and I did. Oh, it. Yeah, that's that, like, that's that, all right. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "So the whole time, the uh, little person, co- former coworker, is crying hysterically, screaming, Oh no! Why? Why did you do it?'" <laughs> and he's standing there in the corner. And then uh, Arthur's just laying there in the pool of blood with the dead guy, former clown. He's like, it's okay. You can go. <laughs> and then he goes, he walks by, he goes, sticks his arm and <laughs> freaks him out. And like, uh, yeah, I think me and John were the only people who laughed at that. Part. I laughed at yeah, it. it was funny. <laughs> and then the thing was, Arthur had locked the door behind him <laughs> and the little person couldn't reach the latch. And he's like, Arthur. Yeah. Could you, could you get the lock? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Goes hey. over and locks the door, opens it for him. And he goes, "Hey, Smiley, you know that uh, you were you're the only one that was ever nice to me." <laughs> Gives a little kiss on the forehead. <laughs> I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like it's the Dane Cook Snickers yeah. joke yeah. in real life. Like fuck, <laughs> that's crazy. So let that be a lesson to all you uh, haters out there. Yep. Be don't, nice to the weirdo. Yeah, don't make fun of people because uh, they could go paint their face and dye their hair green. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're getting stabbed by some scissors. <laughs> So after that whole ordeal, he gets 
he gets all dressed up and snazzy, which by the way, like, I don't know if it just never kicked in or if I was just too hesitant about the movie with the trailers and everything, but I really love the color scheme. Me too. It was beautiful. Yeah. There were vivid colors, but they're also muted. Yes, exactly. And it's just, it was just so just keen. It was just so on point. It looked great. It looked fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we see the, the, the part that everybody's seen in the trailers. <laughs> yes. Where he's doing uh, kind of a, a, I guess, choreography dance yeah, this really down the bizarre. stairs yeah. to uh, the fuck. <laughs> and I, I have to say this because it's funny. I don't know if they still play it, but they they play, um, it's played at hockey games like all the time. Oh, uh, Gary Glitter, right? Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah. I want to know if like that people are going to go to like a Red Wings game this season that's going to play and they go, we shouldn't play this anymore. That was probably my favorite part of the movie when he's dancing on the stairs in his full Joker regalia. Just all embracing it. Yeah. Just embracing it all. And then you see kind of like out of focus, two out of focus figures at the top of the stairwell. Yeah. Which and I thought it was continuity error at first. Yeah, and then, then it's the detectives are like, hey, and he's like, oh. he, just, he just books it out of there and runs for his life. He legitimately just goes, what? Oh. And so running away. There's this big chase scene. It was hilarious. Yeah, you could like hear the Benny Hill music playing in your head while it was going on. And that's the that's the scene that we've seen uh, from the leak behind the scenes shot mm-hmm. where you see him get hit by a taxi and keep going. That was a pretty intense uh, chase. It was. Uh, especially when they got onto the the train and then there was all those clowns around that like I guess apparently are going to another protest mm-hmm. and um, then things get crazy uh, <laughs> I don't know if the d- detectives get kind of uh, sick of chasing him and plan to just shoot him well one what? of them pulled out a gun and yeah. said everyone get the fuck down right now and nobody got the fuck down yeah one of them tried to grab the gun yeah. he got shot and then they just all jumped him yeah and they pretty much both. got trampled probably kicked him in the ribs a lot and then oh my god that part so all oh. these People dressed as clowns are trampling these two detectives, and here comes Joaquin Phoenix out the the the, the ass end door, and he stands there and he watches for a little bit and removes the mask and does this little jig, and I'm just like, wow, dude, like he is like full on embracing the Joker. Like, mm-hmm. I actually, uh, I really liked his rendition of the Joker. Me too. I thought it was the most, it was the darkest Joker we've ever it, had. Uh, it definitely went balls deep into the mental illness aspect of yeah. the Joker, which it, is something you do see, but not to this uh, level. You really just kind of write that off and just chalk it up to the Joker's crazy. Yeah, oh, he's just when, crazy. When you get, when you get all this un, un, undeniable proof mm-hmm. of all this other shit, you know, you give him the backstory, which I've always been a guy like, oh no, I like my Joker without a backstory. Me too. But a tra- as, as tragic of a backstory as this is, it's like, well, shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't go crazy? Yeah. Who wouldn't go nuts? Um, but then he he heads over to uh, Robert De Niro's Primetime Avenue, <laughs> where he is. The, the I think open up opening shot is him sitting in the green room with like the whole makeup big bib deal mm-hmm. going on, and uh, Robert De Niro and I'm assuming what is his agent or producer mm-hmm. or something of that nature come knocking on his door and basically said, you know, the producer's like losing his shit. <laughs> Just you can't go out there like this. You can't go there. And Robert De Niro's like, no, no, no. <laughs> It's, it's, it's all right, right? You're not making a, 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 a political statement or anything like that, right? He's like, no. <laughs> this guy seems level-headed. <laughs> very, very uh, Dark Knight Returns joker. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all that scene even remotely reminded me of was uh, Dark Knight Returns when he goes on the talk show and then he poisons everybody yeah. in the audience. I was waiting for that to happen. Yeah. Um, 
So then, yeah, they had this discussion about, you know, uh, keep it level headed and all this other jazz and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Don't go blue or whatever. Yeah. And then, then he says the thing. He goes, uh, when you uh, introduced me, can you call me Joker? <laughs> and I was like, you know, in the trailer, that kind of was like a really stupid line. Mm-hmm. But now it's a really awesome line. Yeah. Like it's it's the payoff where you're like, okay, this is it. Yep. Now he's full fledged into it. And then shit goes off the fucking rails again. <laughs> yep. Holy shit. Like I knew things were gonna go off the rails, but I was not expecting what happened. Yeah, it was great. It was it was intense, it was insane. It was frightening. It was it was cathartic. It was, yeah. it was you know, it was, it was just like the feeling of release of tension. He I give I give them a round of applause. Like you gotta have some fucking balls on you to pull some oh, shit I like can't this nowadays. They did that. I know. This is it was very, very brave. Yeah, it was insane. I do, uh, I do give, I tip my hat to them for that for <laughs> sure. Like it was really interesting. The Joker or Joker, his character, you know, he comes out, does this really crazy, intense dancing, swooshing number, which is very smooth. Yeah, very elegant. It was, he'd uh, plants a giant kiss on the, uh, what was she like? Dr. Ruth type person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a, like a self-help yeah, doctor. Guru lady plants a gigantic <laughs> kiss on her, sits down. <laughs> a long one too. Yeah. <laughs> Reads an extremely crass joke. It was just like the joke was like one of those anti-jokes, you know? Oh yeah. Oh man. What was it? It was one of those, it was a rough one I, yeah. remember, I remember i remember oh knock knock who's there oh it's the paramedics your son was in a drunk driving yes, accident he's dead yes. <laughs> and i was like that see that that is uh dark knight returns yeah all over the place like <laughs> that joker would have said that They're like oh you can't say that you know and then you no know, you can't joke about that and i've heard that one a hundred times yeah same here you can't, that's not funny. You can't joke about that. Why not? I find it hilarious. Yeah. So he reveals that he's had a bad week. He was the one who shot those three oh. yuppies. <laughs> and uh, that was when Robert De Niro, he starts playing like the, basically the living manifestation of everything that the Joker hates. He's a guy, he right. gets on his high horse, tells him that he's a coward, talks, you know, he's just telling him, you know, boohoo, all I hear is your sob story. Yep. yep. Just poking the fucking bear. Yeah, exactly. And it was great <laughs> because this was a lot of the, you know, the voice of critics, people, you know, you could definitely see like. It was ba- like it was just a living manifestation of everything that had been goading into this moment throughout the film. Yeah, not to say that it was justified, which it wasn't, but it was a great mo- moment in a movie. I yes. can tell you that. Yes, much. it was a great movie <laughs> moment, and especially for a character like the Joker. Like the Joker, he was originally going to blow his brains out when he told his joke, or ass- assumingly. Yeah, they, because he was audition, he was practicing in his apartment, and he would point the gun at his head and pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he, uh, he ends up telling a knock knock joke of some yeah. type. I don't remember what it was. Um, but then, then like you think that's the part where it's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen. Then all the stuff that Jeff just said uh, goes by, and Joker goes off the rails, and basically he tells another joke about you know what do you get when you cross a mentally unstable person with a society that mm, he gives said up society on, the big yeah. meme moment right there yeah. <laughs> that, that was just like a society that uh, abandons him and then pulls the gun and blows Robert De Niro his fucking head yeah. back <laughs> he and blows it's, his brains it's out. not like a cut scene like you see him pull the trigger no you fucking see this shit happen yeah it's, it's from like the perspective of the camera yes, on the show yeah. yes and it's just like like it took me back like I was just like <gasps> Yeah. Oh my God. And then it definitely had a very like faces of death feel where like, holy (laughs) shit, you know? Oh yeah. And then he unloads about, I think three or four more rounds into Mm -hmm. him or something like that. Holy shit, man. That moment was just kind of like an odd, like jaw dropped. Like I was just like, whoa, this is fucked. It was, it was crazy. But I mean like in a screwed up scenario, like this is the Joker that I've always wanted. Yeah. 
Like this is the Joker it, that like I to push the boundary mm-hmm. and make people feel uncomfortable. And he did. He yes. made me feel uncomfortable, and that's pretty hard to do. Right. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> I tried uh, for the what? What? Tw- how long have we known each other? Fifteen years or something like that. Yeah. Now? I try constantly to make him feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I even pull out my penis sometimes. Yeah, slaps me in the face with it. Yep. Like, oh, you. Yep. And nothing. Sometimes he just puts it in his mouth and just pops it. (laughs) (laughs) What now? Your move. Uh, So, yeah. So then that happens. He gives a little speech to the camera. And he says the uh, that's life, which was the the, the sign off phrase for the show. Uh, then, then the cops tackle him, and so they're they're escorting him in, um, and he's he's getting firsthand exposure to the riots that are basically yeah the city's tearing itself apart yeah the gigantic that, riots because of what he did, which is another crazy part. Um, cops obviously talking mad shit like they always do to the Joker, yep. and then they get t boned by an ambulance, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, yeah, that's crazy, and I thought it was gonna end there, but it didn't because in the big spoiler here. And I'm really interested to get like Mike's take on this. Um, they cut to a movie theater, yeah. and on the marquee it says uh, Zorro, "Zorro the Gay Blade." Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. So it's a Zorro movie of some type. So if you're a Batman fan, you know where this is going. Yeah. And then out the front door, we see Thomas and Martha Wayne with Bruce alongside run out, uh, and they try to get away from the chaos and go down an alley. Yeah, and someone follows and them, a, and a, and a uh, lack of better words, a Joker thug follows yep. them down. And uh, shoots him, and there you go. There you go. Yeah, we got you. Personally, I thought that that scene. I think they should have left out the actual shooting part. They should have just had Thomas and Martha and Bruce go down the alley and have the thug follow them, and they just leave it at that. Ooh, yeah, I agree with that. I, I thought they that the rest of it just seemed shoehorned. Yeah, like, I uh, like a cut in, you know. Yeah, I I didn't have any issues just because it's kind of like a a different scenario than mm-hmm. what we normally get. You know, it, it was a thug still, but it wasn't like Joe chill. And it was a politically motivated. Yeah. It was a, it was definitely a political Class warfare. And it was, it was just kind of like, I don't know for me, it was, it was different. It was different enough mm-hmm. to where I was just kind of like, Oh, well that was, that's a kind of cool call out. You yeah. know, the Joker creates the Batman and then so on and so forth. And there's the mythos right there. Yeah. It's all, you know, it had, you know, there was ties that made it similar to Keaton's Batman where the Joker was yeah. directly responsible for Batman's creation. Right. And then there were ties that made it very similar to the Dark Knight, especially uh-huh. when he was being carted off in the cop car. It was very similar to the Dark Knight. Yeah. Very, very much similar. I love the part where after the uh, thug, one of the riders in a clown mask saw who was in the cop car, him and some other people lovingly and gently pulled him out of the cop car. It looked uh-huh. like something out of like a Renaissance painting because they're all holding him and he's all draped over like yeah. one of those 1600 paintings. It looked really cool. It was an excellent shot. It was a. Uh, it was very awesome. Um, and then later, so he's they lay him on top of the cop car, and he he comes to, which is surprising because like that yeah. was a serious T bone. <laughs> yeah. Um, comes to, and he's just looking around and basically basking in the glory of what he's you know <laughs> what what he was the catalyst for, uh, and does probably my favorite scene or favorite like shot in the whole movie. He's he's just gushing blood out of his mouth, probably because he's fucking concussed or his skulls bleeding or mm-hmm. something of that matter. Uh, and then takes the blood and wipes it in the form of a smile. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, that was, that's awesome. Yeah, it looked really That was cool. awesome. <laughs> it was. And it was perfect too. Like the way he did yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was perfect a, from a hand, but from yeah. the motion, you could tell he did it with his fingers. I know. And, and it was just, oh, God damn it. That was, that was a good part right there. And this is what I'm talking about that I think it should have been an hour and a half shorter because all that right there was great. Mm-hmm. Everything when he flipped the switch into the Joker was fantastic. And I wanted more time with that. I wanted to see that kind of like go even further than what it is. Um, but I get why they didn't at the same exact time. 
So to go even more into this, we then cut from that into a uh, white room, mm-hmm. if if you will, <laughs> which is obviously an asylum. Yeah, and Pres- we're sitting presumably there. Arkham. Yeah, presumably Arkham. We're sitting there with uh, Arthur or Joker or however he is to be called at this moment in time. Um, and they do something that I both hated and loved. In my opinion, I think this is what they did mm-hmm. is a open ended ending Yep. where you don't know if all this was a delusion or if he actually did it because <laughs> nothing's ever said as to like, you know, him committing, you know, you know, saying I did this stuff or if it was just an all a massive delusion and he never actually left the hospital. Yeah. I never even thought of it like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those things I sat there for probably about five, 10 minutes afterwards. I was like, am I reading too far into this? I go, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No, I go, it's very open ended to where like it leaves it up to the the viewer. Like, is this real or is this not mm-hmm. real? And I, I think that honestly with, uh, <laughs> with Batman fans being the way they are, that was the best move you could have done. I agree. Cause then they could walk out of the movie and go, yeah, no, he, he was totally delusional. None of that happened. Mm-hmm. And then feed their delusion. <laughs> um, so, uh, all in all, I, I did enjoy the movie, but I wouldn't like, I wouldn't jump at the chance to see it again. I mm-hmm. don't know if, I don't know yet if I'm going to purchase it or not when it comes out on, uh, Blu-ray. The superior format. Yes. Um, well, I mean, what what did you think? Did you, did you enjoy the movie? Oh, I loved it. Did it you, was every single moment. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, it definitely made me feel, like. Normally, I'm not very emotionally moved when I watch a movie. Like, no. I'll get excited during an action scene, or you know, sometimes a sad movie. I was emotionally wrapped around this fucking crazy guy for the entire film. Right. Right. I he, really enjoyed it. He really kind of he kept you drawn in. And like, I love the setting. I love the fact that uh, not only did it take place in like a early 80s, late 70s era crime ridden city, but it had the feel of a movie that was made in around that time. Yeah. Yeah. I get it what you're saying It seemed like there. a classic film. Like, you know, one of the, like an old Scorsese film, like you said. Yeah. It wasn't a bunch of pan shots. Like every shot was telling the story, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's a nice thing to see in film, especially like I, I love Marvel and what they do as much as the next guy, but it's like the shots aren't nothing. Like it's yeah. wide angled fight scenes. Yep. You know, there's nothing really like super spectacular and awesome about it. When they throw something awesome, like an awesome shot into it, I give them props all around, but like this was just, this was full of storytelling through, through a lens. Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's it's very rare nowadays to have a movie come out like that. And especially like, this is like the first time in my recollection, I don't know if, you know, anybody else is familiar with any other way of a comic book based uh, subject matter being told in this manner. Absolutely. And I thought it was, really cool because it gave it kind of it, it brings the whole comic book frame by frame to to life mm-hmm. you know because like you're reading a comic and you're reading it shot by shot you know and that shot is kind of defining what's happening in the moment and them doing you know a very scorsese way of uh shooting this movie was just it was a breath of fresh air absolutely and i i hate to sound like a snooty little prick about it <laughs> but like i'm sorry but like it was it was really cool to see uh people making a movie the way movies were intended to be made Hell yeah. I think this really turned the idea of what you can do with a comic book movie on its head. Oh yeah. Just completely upside down. This is by far the biggest stretch of what I've ever seen a comic book movie's possibilities in a theater. I mean, it was just so fascinating. I don't think, I definitely don't think this is for a movie for everyone. No. This is not for a person who, you know, doesn't, this is not for your average DCEU or Marvel Cinematic Universe. And at the same time, I would say it's not for the casual popcorn movie person. Like it's, it's a very niche audience target to where like it's it's fuck it's people like us yeah exactly like it's people like <laughs> me and you that are just like obsessed with like the cinematography of movies and 
like notice all this little crap that people just like braze over. It's a very artsy movie. Yeah. And I, a very But I don't think it's that artsy though. Like it's it's crazy because like I'm I'm it's it's in no way something of the matter of like um anything that was I don't th- well personally I don't think it's Oscar worthy. Oh, I don't know. I think I would give it to Joaquin Phoenix for best actor. You think so? I would say so. I thought uh, I loved it for him. Okay. I mean I enjoyed and then it. Maybe but best cinematography? Maybe. I love the cinematography. I love the set design. I thought all in all it was incredible that DC had the balls to make this fucking movie. Yeah. I, I will can't. say that uh I, I I don't know who paid off who to shut their mouths and let it ride, but <laughs> They did like, it. You I, I wouldn't have expected bastards. You did it. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected anything out of uh, out of them like this. You would think that they would just keep playing it safe, like they seem to be doing with Harley Quinn film, right? Like yeah. they're doing with you know PG thirteen movies, like mm-hmm. like all the ones we've been seeing. But no, they went in the exact opposite direction, and I think they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. I, well, having a rated R movie, like, this is what I wish Venom would have been. Yeah, if they made it rated R, yeah. maybe this will give them some uh, hooks. Some, of, yeah, yeah, doubtful. Sony's a bunch of cowards. <laughs> They'll, they'll never make a rated R movie. <laughs> I just wish they'd made a rated R cut of it that I could have seen. Yes. Yes. Well, dude, I'm saying it right now. Like if Carnage is a PG 13 movie, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it that much. Yeah. Cause like, since I was God, no, well, whenever maximum carnage came out, like I've wanted maximum carnage in real life. His moveset doesn't appeal to, uh, the comic book, not the video game. Oh yeah. <laughs> His moves, I mean, I mean like Carnage's superpowers don't work well in a PG 13 form. No. He forms blades. Yeah. Symbiote. Blades, swords, pen needles, anything that yeah, can exactly. stab somebody. Um, so, all right, I guess, uh, this is the, come to the point of the show where we rate our movie going experience. Hell yeah. I, uh, love this movie. I like, it's probably one of my favorite comic book movies. I would say it's maybe my favorite DC movie at this point. Oh, Okay. It was just so ballsy, brave. Just like, here it is. Watch it. And if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> and they're defending it tooth and nail. I give them so much kudos for that. I only had little foibles against it. The only thing I really didn't like, I thought going back to showing Bruce Wayne in the alley by himself after the Joker had been captured was just, we get it. Yeah. We get it. You know, that was just a little too much. I was probably in, insisted upon. I'm thinking so too. By Warner Brothers executives <laughs> or something of that matter. We need to put Batman in this. Yeah, exactly. So I guess I'd probably give it nine creepy loners out of 10. Whoa. Yeah, I know. I really like this movie. Holy I'd probably go crap. out and watch it again. Wow. <laughs> wow. Nine out of ten. That's that my is... second highest review, I think. I think uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, you gave 10, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I love that movie. Nine out of ten. Holy <laughs> crap. Ola. Okay. Don't let, it, don't let it sway your... Uh, no, I'm yeah. not. <laughs> I'm not going to fall in line like the sheep of Gotham. <laughs> um, um so yeah, I, I, I did, I did enjoy it. Um, I'm, I didn't hate it, but there were things that, uh, I was kind of like giving the whole wrap it up, um, uh, mm-hmm. which I can understand for sure movement too. And besides those things, like when the ball actually started to roll and we started to see the character whose name was in the title that we came to see, all that was like blown out of the water like that, that w- the whole, the whole kick caboodle of when he makes the full transformation into Joker was fantastic and it was a joker that like i've wanted for a very long time i'm not in any way comparing it to like heath ledger or jack nicholson i'm just saying like personally this was like i wanted that deep dark joker that was just sick and mad and just torn apart on the inside um so the factor that i got that was like a big kudos and the factor that they gave it to me in such a gruesome manner was even more of a kudos because like I didn't know that I wanted it to go that far, but when it did, it really cemented in like how sick the character of the Joker actually can be and 
in my opinion, should be. Um, so in that, oh, and also obviously we went on a rant of how much I love the cinematography and yes. how, it, how it told the story uh, with the shots, which is something that's, in my opinion, very rare nowadays because nothing's nothing's really popping off besides big popcorn movies and, you know, Disney live action remakes. Yep. Um, so having something come along the plate like this was, it, it's, it was very, 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 very re- refreshing, not just for the comic book angle, but for a movie going experience um, in a whole. So I will give it um, a 7.5 out of 10 uh, dead Wall Street <laughs> hooligans. Hell yeah, there we have it. I would have probably scored it a little bit higher, but I'm still kind of like in the midst. I don't know, maybe I'll go see it again and I'll, maybe I'll change my my ways uh, later on down the road. Because it, I know, like for me, it's weird with these movies. The first time I'm really impatient. Mm-hmm. I'm just really wanting to get there and really want to get to the payoff. Uh, second time, because I know from point A to point B, uh, I'm able to sit back and kind of enjoy it. I mean, that's that's kind of my personality in in a, in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Like when it's something new or something else, I want to get to the very end so I know how everything works, and then go back and redo it again. Would your opinion? Do you think? Would you think it would have been changed if the movie was not about the Joker? If it was just the exact same movie except for he wasn't the Joker and you didn't know where it was going? If it was just called like Arthur, or yeah, something like that, and I just happened to watch it, and I just happened to watch it, and it, had, it literally had nothing to do with the Joker, or mm-hmm. had the same in in piece where he was the Joker. We'll say, yeah, something similar but different, where he wasn't literally the Joker. I think I might have still enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if I would have been so gung ho about seeing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are ones I usually reserve for uh, watching at home. Yes, um, where you won't get shot. Where I won't get shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I probably wouldn't have seen it opening weekend yeah. and um me either to be honest I, I there's i wouldn't have hated it I, I i know i probably would have liked it because that that whole underlying story was it was intriguing mm-hmm. but the whole time i'm sitting there waiting for the payoff yeah like i know where it's gonna end up and i just want to be there you know i just i i wish that it would have happened sooner like i wish the snap would have happened sooner and it would have elevated a little bit more you know he got to play with that part of the character more because mm-hmm. well, he did such a good de- job with it he did he did i don't know if i'm premature in saying this he might be my favorite joker oh, oh. <laughs> i'm gonna reserve that uh that ranking for way later on down the road i know he beat out uh jared leto leto yeah that, that's for sure i don't know if he beat out ledger and i don't know i don't think he beat out nicholson nicholson's a tough act to follow yeah he and is. he got money for this because he was smart enough to have his contract <laughs> where he'll always get money for any portrayal of the joker that crazy bastard yeah, i know that's what makes him the joker <laughs> it really is it's a real life joker man <laughs> all right so i guess we'll wrap it up with the plugs play us out Who's what play? do you mean play us out <laughs> what the fuck do you mean play us out fucking thing sucks <laughs> Make sure to tune in to us every week on the Pod Rose Podcasting Network and the many of other podcatching apps that you can catch us on. Uh, Podbean, Pod, Spotify, I, iTunes, iTunes, iHeartRadio for 137 yeah. episodes, <laughs> SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. And on our YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, everywhere. Where you can also go over and subscribe and check out Mike's Toy Review Corner, uh, unboxing videos, toy hunts. Um, obviously, like Jeff said, our podcast, if you want to be ever so awesome and support said podcast that you are listening to currently, you can go over to tpublic.com and pick up some of our sweet swag t-shirts <laughs> where, uh, all of our limited designs are up right now. And, uh, we might have something working in the midst for some new designs coming in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully Hell as yeah. long as, uh, Life, you know, slows down a little bit. Life now. finds a way. <laughs> Life doesn't need to find a way. 
Last week was busy enough for me. I don't need any more of it. Yeah, no shit. And if you don't want to walk around like a giant human billboard, you can go over to <laughs> Patreon at patreon.com slash kapowcast. And for as little as a dollar, you can help us pay the bills and keep us from going all Joker. <laughs> <laughs> help think, us with our medication <laughs> they're canceling our our government issued help <laughs> um thank you to our current patreons jeremy brown janelle kozlowski charlie robbins angel doty and christy vance all of them i think so he took my job a while ago so I, yeah. I, it's, I don't have to remember it anymore um thank you for your ever loving embrace with <laughs> your money every month it really helps us out and uh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's usually what it does, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and if that isn't your kit and caboodle too, and you just want to, you know, maybe help us out without willingly knowing it, there are uh, affiliate links down in the show description for Amazon, Entertainment Earth, and Toink, where you can go buy stuff using that link, and we get a tiny little kickback, and that helps us out too. And you don't have any idea what you just did. <laughs> you just fueled a gorilla cell. <laughs> Of pop culture. Good save. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all of it, right? I think so. I hope so. Because if not... We can always edit it in later. Yeah, I was going to say, I can actually edit it in because I'm the one doing it. Oh, yeah. I'll have all the equipment. You'll never know. (laughs) Suckers. And until next time, I've been Tony. And I've been Jeff. And we'll see you guys on the next one. 